भगवान बिगिन्स इज टीचिंग बाय सेइंग दैट हे अर्जुना यू हैव ग्रीव्ड फॉर दोज हु शुड नॉट बी ग्रीव्ड सो इन द बिगिनिंग इट भगवान रिमूव्स the delusion in arjuna's mind so the entire bhagavad gita the main thing the main prayojan is to remove the our moha and shoka moha means delusion and shoka means grief it can be eliminated only by recognizing ourselves as we are when our own identity becomes clear then everything falls into place properly and we assume that we know ourselves but we don't know ourselves we only know that i exist but who am i what is my real nature is not recognized and as long as that confusion is there something or other some problem or some sorrow or other will continuously uh come in our way so bhagwan says you need not grieve one reason is that self is eternal you are grieving that they will all die they will not die there was never a time when they were not there and there will not be a time in future also when they will be absent the essence of them the essence of you the essence of me the real truth about us always exist it existed before it is existing now and it will exist in future regarding the personality it keeps changing the truth alone appears in different personality so as bhishma is drona and that personality also remains constant also remains till the final truth is realized so if that person has done some good action if that person has followed the path of dharma then there is no need to grieve you can miss that person one can feel uh, absence of that person but grief means feeling a sense of pity that oh how sad he died it need not be so sad because he is going on his uh, 
onward journey and everyone has to die and the nimitta can be anything and here the nimitta is dharmic only they are just following the path of dharma and on that if they die then they will obviously go on a right uh, destination it's like a child who has completed the primary education then goes for higher studies let us say abroad one doesn't grieve one doesn't have a shok sabha after the child goes hmm. one may feel sad the parents may feel sad the child has gone away wonder what he is doing and all but you don't grieve like oh how sad and all because we know that he is going for his higher studies going for his uh, evolution only in the same way if a person a good person a dharmic person dies one need not grieve for that person one may feel sad for ourselves or we may miss that person so that is what bhagwan tells arjuna and also from the standpoint of uh, the body the body obviously will undergo change and modification and finally it will fall down so that is also obvious so for that also you don't have to grieve but one may feel that oh but death and all must be very painful everyone is afraid of death we have not experienced death but still we are afraid of death because we feel that it must be painful so bhagwan says it is not painful just as in this lifetime itself we grow the body keeps changing the body keeps dying every moment the body dies every uh, so many millions of cells of the body constantly die and a new cells are born so body constantly dies like you are attending this pravachan in one hour one and a half hour i don't know how many cells will die uh, and many of them are left here only then they have to clean it so constantly the body dies and it is the new cells are born but we don't feel any change the atma the i is is unaffected by the death of the body and the birth of a new body in the same way bhagwan says dehantara prapti even when we take up a new body there is no change to the self but within the body when we are living when we are identified with the body we experience joys and sorrows pleasures and pain and this is there as long as the senses come in contact with the world because it is obvious when the senses come in contact we experience heat and cold or pleasure and pain sometimes the heat may be pleasurable sometimes it is painful uh in this way we experience the world but when the senses are withdrawn in the deep sleep state we don't experience also the experience of pleasure and pain in this world they have a beginning and they come to an end they are anitya non eternal therefore bhagwan tells arjuna that you have to face them you cannot escape them if you have to escape then you have to permanently sleep then but as long as you are aware of the body as long as you are identified with the body you will have to experience the pleasure and pain but how should i 
अप्रोच हाउ शुड आई ट्रीट प्लेजर एंड पेन भगवान से स्थान तितिक्षस्व तितिक्षस्व मीन्स यू बेर विद दैम ब्रेवली एंड्योर दैम यर ही इज इक्वेटिंग बोथ प्लेजर एंड पेन एज टू बी एंड्योर्ड मीन्स यू नॉट ओनली एंड्योर द पेन विच कम्स बट ऑल्सो द प्लेजर विच कम्स इट्स लाइक वेन वी आर वॉकिंग ऑन अवर पाथ वेन वी आर वी आर वॉट यू कॉल गोइंग टूवर्ड्स अवर गोल देन ऑन द पाथ वॉट एवर अप्स एंड डाउन कम्स वी हैव टू जस्ट बेर विद दैम वॉट वी हैव टू डू इज नॉट टू लूज साइट ऑफ अवर गोल द प्लेजर एंड पेन ऑफ दिस वर्ल्ड शुड नॉट मेक अस लूज साइट ऑफ अवर मेन गोल whether a person is rich or poor whether a person is uh, knowledgeable or ignorant whether a person is uh, what you call whatever be the gender whatever be the nationality everyone gets this pleasure and pain in this world we don't strive to gain pain but pain comes similarly even if you don't strive to gain pleasure it will come it is part of this world it is destined like because the world the samsar is made up of this dwandva so whether we strive to attain it or don't strive to attain it it comes and it is also the result of the karmas which we have done suppose a papa karma is done then whether we however we try to escape the pain will come and if punya karma we have done then wherever we go we will get that pleasure we will get that sukha so one need not bother we need not worry about the pain and pleasure but should keep one's focus on one's goal like when we are traveling when we are driving our car sometimes the roads are good sometimes they are not good bumps and what you call potholes and all but we keep moving on that road we can't say that no oh road acha hai but that will not take you to your destination so if my road is little bumpy i have to still go on that road because most important is to reach the destination and whichever road you take it will be little bumpy only so that is what bhagwan tells arjuna that tans titikshasva bharata but why should i bear with them what is the what is the benefit what will i gain that bhagwan now reveals in the 15th verse yam hi na vethayante te purusham purusharshabha samadukha sukham dhiram सोमृतवाय कल्पते यम हि न व्यथयते पुषं पुषर्षभ समुखसुखम धीर सोमृतवाय कल्पते हाँ भगवान से यम हि न व्यथयती पुरुषम पुरुषर्षभ हे पुरुष ऋषभ भगवान एड्रेसिस अर्चुना एज द बेस्ट अमॉंग ऑल मैन ही वॉज बॉर्न इन अ वंडरफुल फैमिली 
he was well cultured he had lot of wonderful uh, qualities and bhagwan was very dear to him and he was very dear to the lord bhagwan addresses him as the best among men also a positive address the way we address a person that quality comes out from that person if we keep calling a person buddhu that quality will come out with full force sometimes he will then get a master what you call a master's degree also in that foolishness so one has to address the positive quality in a person that is very important all we have in us the good as well as the bad if we are constantly told that you we are sinners then all that sinning quality will come if we are told that we are devoid of sin we are we are full of good qualities then those qualities will come therefore bhagwan also addresses arjuna as anagha anagha means sinless you are sinless even our scriptures elsewhere they address all of us as amrutasya putraha the sons and daughters of immortality so that is invoked because as we are address that identification with that quality happens automatically and constantly when we are address like that that quality comes up therefore we have a very beautiful culture of addressing everyone with bhagwan's name only when we meet we say hari om so we are addressing that hari who is there in our heart that om who is there in our heart and we are doing namaskar so here bhagwan addresses arjuna as purusha rishabha rishabha bull also bull among men very strong powerful and great he says that one those men or those people who are not afflicted by the sukha and dukha by the ups and downs of life by the pairs of opposites by the joys and sorrows by gain and loss by victory and defeat those who are not afflicted disturbed they experience that this is joy this is sorrow this is pleasure this is pain they are not totally blind to it but they are not disturbed vethayanti means they are not disturbed from their path they are not disturbed from their faith see at times what happens when sorrow comes we lose our faith also bhagwan aise hi hai bhagwan pe kuch bharosa karna theek nahi hai we lose faith in god or we lose faith in goodness i was so nice but people took advantage of me so i decided not to be nice i will start with you so at times people lose faith in goodness <laughs> they lose faith in in um, in their uh, relationship so uh, sadness can dislocate or disturb the balance of a person but many times the pleasure also disturbs the balance person when he said at least one can communicate when that fellow is at the top of the world then he also becomes totally indifferent to the world to people to near and dear ones so both happiness 
or pleasure, here the word pleasure and pain, or joys and sorrows, or victory and defeat in the world, with respect to the world, at times disturbs a person's balance. And disturb means he loses sight of his goal and loses sight of his path and loses sight of his own identity. That is called getting disturbed. When you are driving your car, when you fall asleep, that is dangerous. When we don't see the road properly, that is also dangerous. And when we don't know where we are going, that is also equally dangerous. Similarly, when we are disturbed, we lose sight of our own identity. We forget who we are. We don't know, we forget that we are, a, let us say, a seeker or a student or a, a, what you call a father or a husband or a wife. We lose sight of our that relative identity and everything collapses in front of us. Like what happened to Arjuna. Or at times we forget about our path, we get confused, or we lose sight of our goal. So, one who remains undisturbed, even under the most difficult circumstance, such a person is called a person, a purusha. Here, purusha is not the division of purusha and stri, but purusha means that person who is identified with the body. One who is residing in this body. This body is also called Pura. And the, and the king of this Pura, the self, the, the self which is identified with this body, is also called that Purusha. So with this, in this, with respect to this definition, whether externally a person, the body may be of a male or a female, that Purusha Tattva is there. So, that person alone is called a person and a brave and a chief among person also, as Arjuna is addressed here, who doesn't get afflicted by the ups and downs. Sama Dukkha Sukham, he remains, he or she remains Sama, equanimous in Sukha and Dukkha, in pleasure and pain. Pleasure, when it comes, when experiencing pleasure, he remains in his balance. When pain comes, also remains in his own stand. Doesn't get, doesn't get disturbed from that. That person is called, what you call, ya Purusharshaba or Purusham. Samas Dukkha Sukham Dhiram, wise. Dhiram means wise person. Such a wise person, Bhagavan says, Amrutattvaya Kalpate. He becomes, he or she becomes fit to attain or to experience or to realize that immortality. Atma is immortal, but as long as we don't realize it, we will suffer from the fear of mortality. It's like I have a lot of money in my bank, but I cannot withdraw or I don't know about it. If I don't know, that is one thing. But if I know, but cannot withdraw it, or cannot use it, that is also equally painful. Similarly, every lecture we attend, Vedanta, they say, you are immortal, but constantly we are afraid that we will die. Then what is the use of this knowledge? Then obviously, we have not realized 
there is some other misunderstanding is there about our own self. So here Bhagavan says, one who maintains this balance in the, in the pairs of opposites of this world, one who keeps his mind balanced, such a person becomes fit to realize that uh, the self which is immortal. Because the mind should be available if we want to realize that truth. Ultimately, in that peaceful and quiet mind, when the mind becomes absolutely still, one can attain that recognition of that self. Self is obviously there. We, we are the self. We are that supreme self. But it is not recognized. It is not realized. We have not reached the state of enlightenment. Or one is not uh, what you call, uh, one has not awakened. It is as though one is asleep to his own reality. So we can recognize for that certain qualification or certain uh, yeah, qualification is required and that is the purity of the mind, the stillness of the mind and in that still and pure mind one can recognize, one can realize with the help of that mind one can realize the self. Therefore Bhagavan says the first step is to learn to remain balanced in the ups and downs of this world. Because you cannot stop the world from going up and down. Whether we are in Satya Yuga, Treta Yuga, Dwapar Yuga, Kali Yuga, the world will go up and down. Once a person was sitting near the uh, that ocean and uh, waiting. So somebody asked him, what are you waiting for? He said, I am looking at this ocean and lot of waves are constantly coming. So I am waiting for all the waves to come to a standstill. And the ocean should become like a lake, a still water lake. He said, you will be waiting like this for eternity. It will never happen. So if we feel that, no, I will become spiritual after everything gets settled, when this sorrow goes away from my life, when children get settled, when my neighbor gets settled, whatever, then I will follow this path of spirituality sincerely. That time will not come. Therefore, one has to learn to remain balanced in the ups and downs. Sadness should not, with sadness one should not, what you call, hit the dust. And with uh, joy, one should not hit the ceiling. Either way, we will get hit. So one should remain balanced in both. So Bhagavan says, such a person, it is difficult, no doubt. So how to do it, Bhagavan will explain in the path of Karma Yoga. But one who learns to do this, therefore in Karma Yoga, Bhagavan defines Samatvam Yoga Uchyate. Balance itself is Yoga. Harmony itself is yoga. Yoga is not just uh, ability to do some asana or pranayam, but to maintain that balance is yoga. A person living in this world with all the different experiences but maintains his balance of his mind, never loses sight of his goal, never loses sight of his path, never loses sight of his own real identity 
is a balanced person and such a person becomes fit to ultimately realize that truth to recognize his own self so after saying this bhagwan goes little deeper and reveals a very very important truth in the next verse he says that why we should remain balanced in this world why we should not take the joys and sorrows pleasures and pain victory and defeat of this world too seriously he says in the next verse nasato vidyate bhavah नाभावो विद्यते सतः उभयोरपि दृष्टोंतः त्वनयोस्तत्वदर्शिभिः नासतो विद्यते भावः नाभावो विद्यते सतः दृष्टोंतःवनयोस्तत्वदर्शिविःवान्सेस्बिकॉजदिस्वीरियन्सदर्शिविरियन्सरोस्प्लेशन्सपेन्क्ट्रीन्फेट्रीन्फेट्री
the self, the Atma is indicated as real, as Sat. Sat is that which always exists. It existed in the past, it exists now, it will exist in future. It's called Trikal, Trikal Epi Tishthati. It is Sat. That which exists in all the three periods of time is called Sat. That is one meaning of Sat. Another meaning of Sat is that which cannot be negated. That which cannot be negated at all is called Sat. It doesn't get negated in all the three periods of time. It doesn't get negated any place. It doesn't get negated. The self doesn't get negated. The real doesn't get negated. See, our waking state gets negated in dream. Our dream gets negated in deep sleep state. But the self, which is the witness of all these three states, doesn't get negated. That which gets negated is false. It's merely an appearance. Suppose somebody asks me, who are you? So I give my identity. But that identity gets changed when I am dreaming. A beggar may dream that he is a king. And it happened actually, there is a story of Raja Janak, who was a great king. He dreamt, or he was in his darbar, and uh, afternoon, maybe over it, and he dreamt that he is a begging in his own kingdom. And this dream was very, very vivid and absolutely real. He experienced it. And again he woke up and he experienced himself as a king. So he got this fundamental doubt. He asked the wise people who were there that what is real? Am I a king who dreamt that he is a beggar? Or am I the beggar who is dreaming that he is a king? Because that is also possible. The beggar must have got tired, slept somewhere and is dreaming that he is a king. And suddenly I wake up and find that I am a beggar. Because the experience of that beggar is very vivid. As vivid as I am experiencing myself to be a king. So please tell me what is real. So the wise person, Ashtavakra Maharaj was there. He said, neither the dream is real, nor this experience of a king is real. That which is constant in both these experiences, the witness, the pure consciousness, on which this drama is happening, that alone is real. Like the screen on which we see a movie, the movie keeps on changing, but the screen remains constant. All the drama we see on the screen. So screen is real, but the movie is appearance. It's just a play of light and sound and all those things. And we see a see a beautiful, uh, what you call a scenery and all. But what is real is that screen. Similarly, what is real is that consciousness which remains same in the waking. Waking, I am, there is awareness of this waking state. In dream, there is awareness of the dream state. In deep sleep, there is awareness of the absence of waking and dream. And in that Turiya Avastha, there is experience of that pure consciousness alone, undisturbed by the waking dream and deep sleep, undisturbed by all duality. Hmm. 
only when one experiences that one will realize the essential nature of our own self so that is called the real and all this one experiences is appearance of that real see it is not totally unreal because that which is unreal cannot exist at all so the world is not unreal but world is considered as appearance this very important point because here bhagwan says na asataha vidyate bhavaha that which is unreal cannot exist so we experience the world so is it unreal no it is not unreal but it is an appearance of the reality it's like my hand it is not totally unreal i mean it is not unreal but when i move it that movement is appearance because it comes it goes what remains constant in the hand the movement comes movement goes similarly the world comes world goes what remains constant is that pure consciousness so bhagwan says that is called real and all this is appearance so when a person experiences joy it is also appearance sorrow is also appearance pleasure and pain victory and defeat world wealth position name fame all this drama everything is mere appearance on that supreme reality it has got its own function it has got its own importance within that appearance for example dream is also an appearance but if i am hungry in my dream i cannot say oh it is appearance but if i get a food in my dream i eat it and i feel satisfied but my dream is appearance the food is an appearance my hunger is appearance and satisfaction is also an appearance only similarly all that we experience is at a different state level of reality it is called appearance technical word for this is mithya but i am not using that word it's appearance so atma is real and that real atma alone appears like this world and the very nature of this world is that it constantly changes and we try to catch hold of this world which is not possible one cannot catch hold of this world because it is constant change is the very nature of this appearance it's like a person trying to catch his shadow however much he tries he cannot catch it he can catch if he catch himself hmm so na asataha vidyate bhavaha he arjun that which is unreal doesn't have existence at all and that which is real cannot have non existence so what you are seeing which is constantly changing is not the absolute reality but the appearance of that absolute reality he says ubhayor api drishtontaha tu anayos tatva darshibihi that tatva darshi those who have seen the essence they have revealed this truth to us this tatva darshis are the rishis they are the scientist of life they are the scientist just like we have our scientist 
who discovered lot of wonderful things in the field of science and it is acceptable to all it may not be understood by all like even what einstein's talked about uh, the relativity theory and all uh, very few scientists during his time and even now i think understood what he is saying but it is accepted as true because it is proved and it is it is logical so similarly this great scientist of our life the rishis they have revealed this most fascinating truth about that which is real and that is which is unreal the real is that which doesn't change and that real is atma the self and what is appearance is that which appears in front of it so whatever i see whatever i experience is constantly changing it is appearance alone so therefore bhagwan tells arjuna that look at it with this attitude and don't get disturbed if sorrow comes that will also go away as our pujya gurudev used to say that even this will pass away if sorrow comes it will pass away when sorrow comes one feels that oh i am so miserable that i will never become happy in my life after few days you see that fellow dancing jumping and giving throwing away the party because he threw away someone else so now he is very happy when we are happy we think oh i will be permanently happy but sorrow also comes because it is constantly changing it is not real it is not something which we can catch but the problem is if we hold on to this unreal or this appearance then we will lose sight of that which is real the distraction of this appearance make us not aware of our own self therefore bhagwan says you don't get disturbed by these joys and sorrows keep your balance and then you will recognize your own self then you will know who you are so this is truth is being revealed by tatvadarshi the rishis they are called tatvadarshi tat means that that is a sarvanam it's a pronoun of sarva of everything that tatva means that which is the essence of everything and the essence of everything is this atma or that real or that it is also called brahma so they have revealed this truth that that brahma or atma doesn't have non existent it can never be destroyed and that which is appearing in other form like this world and all the all the joys and sorrows they are mere appearances they can never remain steady they are constantly changing so don't get carried away by the changing phenomena and lose sight of that changeless we can experience change only when if we are changeless see when i am standing on the station and the train is moving i can see the moment because i am relatively stationary to that train but if i am also moving the train is also moving i cannot see the change similarly i am seeing the most minutest change in my body in my mind every experience i see changing that means i the seer i the knower of this change must be changeless so that changeless self 
is revealed here very beautifully. So Bhagavan tells Arjuna, from this standpoint also, looking at it, you should not grieve. So what is this self? What is this Atma? Can you tell something more about it? Bhagavan says, yes. He says in the next words, Avinashitu tad vidhi Yena sarvamidam tatam Vinasham avyayasyasya Nakaschit kartum arhati Avinashitu tad vidhi Yena sarvamidam tatam Vinasham avyayasyasya this Atma which is Nitya, Nitya means eternal, is also revealed here as Avinashi. Avinashi means again indestructible. See sometimes we may get confused with the term Nitya, eternal. Because we see that there are certain things in this world appears to be eternal. Like for example, these five elements, Akash, Vayu, Agni, Jal, Prithvi, they undergo modification, but they are always there. Akash is always there, Vayu is always there. The material which go to make my body is always there. It was always there. Each and every atom which has gone to make my body was there. In fact, somewhere I had read that uh, there might be some atoms in my body present, of all the great people also of the past. Great what? Non-great also. So many people. Because there are millions, billions of atoms are there to make my body. And they keep moving, they keep changing. Now here also, so many atoms, we breathe in, so so many atoms go into our body, they become one with our body. We breathe out, our atoms go and go into somebody else's body also. So, so many things happen. I don't have to go into details about it. But, um, so those atoms are also indestructible. They, are all, they were there before, they are now, they will remain. So, does it mean that Atma is like this, that it is constantly changing and getting destroyed, but it is still eternal? He says, no, it is Avinashi. Avinashi means it doesn't get destroyed. It doesn't modify at all. It remains in its own nature without undergoing any modification at all. Avinashi, tutad viddhi. Yena sarvamidam tatam, and this atma is that which pervades everything. Sarvam idam tatam. Sarvam idam means all that we experience as sarva, as idam, 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 as this world. This world is experienced as idam, and atma is experienced as aham. These are the two experiences we have. Experience of atma is in terms of aham. And the world is experienced as idam. So we experience Atma and there is experience of this world which is an appearance of that Atma. So this idam, 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 idam is also pervaded by that Aham Atma only. 
you cannot experience the world without experiencing your own self. We cannot experience anything without experience of the self. You cannot say, uh, what do you call it? I can't even say those sentences. Uh, what do you call it? When I say, I see, I see the tree. So without using the word I, see the tree. Means there cannot be a experience without the subject. There cannot be seeing of the tree without someone seeing the tree. There cannot be knowing of a thing without someone knowing that thing. A subject is required for every experience of this world. So in and through every experience of this world is that self. Avinashitu tadviddi enas sarvam idam tatam. It's like our dream. There cannot be even an atom in our dream which is devoid of my existence there. I am there in my dream and I am experiencing that dream. So avinashi tu tadviddi enas sarvam idam tatam. In the Ramayana also Tulsidaji, in a bhakti language, he says, Hari Vyapak Sarvatra Samana, that Bhagwan is Vyapak Sarvatra and Saman. And there he says, Premate Pragata Hoi Mai Jana, that he is revealed when there is love. When we develop love, then he gets revealed. Here also in the ninth chapter also Bhagwan will say, that Maya Tatamidam Sarvam Jagat Avyakta Murtina, I pervade this entire world, in my unmanifest form, unmanifest nature. So, avinashitu tad viddi yena sarvam idam tatam. He, Arjuna, this atma, which is nitya, which is avinashi, and which pervades everything. Now, this point may be slightly difficult for us to recognize. Because we are identified with our body, and we think body is atma, so it is very difficult to comprehend it. I pervade the entire world. That as Atma, I pervade the entire world. It's like a like a pot. Hmm. A pot is there and the space inside the pot identifies with the pot. And the space says, I am the pot. And then somebody comes and tells the space that you are all pervading. In fact, all the pots of this world exist in you. In fact, not only pots, but the entire galaxies exist in you. You are all pervading. The, the space, pot space looks within and says, where are the galaxies here? You are lying. I am such a tiny little pot. And now I am worried, thoda sa leak develop ho gaya hai. Whatever water they fill in, I just, it gets lost. So it is un, not understandable. But it is true. Similarly, we don't understand it if we are identified with our body and think that we are only this body. So it might take a little more time, but we have to accept it at present on faith. So, avinashitu tadviddi enat sarvamidam tatam. But there are certain things which are avinashi, which are maybe indestructible, but somebody may destroy it. Bhagavan says, Vinasham avyasyasya na kashchit kartum arhasi, marhati, arhati. That no one is capable of destroying this. 
this atma is indestructible and vinasham avyasya it is avya avya means indestructible again imperishable there is no vyaya vyaya means kharcha vyaya means uh, loss there is no loss in that self see certain things may be good but as the time goes by it loses its uh, essence it loses its its glow or its power similarly the one may say that atma might be imperishable but slowly it must have slowly lost its all its glow this is no it is avyaya and vinasham na kashchit kartum arhati asya the destruction of this is not possible by anyone shankaracharya ji in his commentary he writes ishvaro api even ishvara cannot commit suicide ishvara whose essence is this atma who is considered to be all powerful sarva shaktiman but even that sarva shaktiman bhagwan cannot destroy this atma we can destroy even those who commit suicide and all they destroy the body because anyway body get destroyed destruction of the body is possible but destruction of their self is not possible that is the very nature of that self so na kashchit kartum arhati therefore he arjuna you have afraid that all of them will die the body will get destroyed but that atma will not die atma doesn't die it remains it exists all the time unchanged therefore bhagwan can uh, says in the next verse antavanta ime dehaha नित्यस्योक्ता अनाशिनो तस्मायुस्वत अंत इमे देहा निोक्ता शरीरिण तस्मायुस्वत भगवान सेज आत्मा इज नित्य बट दिस देह इज अंतवंत इट कम्स टू एन एंड इट मॉडिफाइज इट चेंजेस इट कम्स टू एन एंड इट डजंट रिमेन सेम एवर अंतवंत इमे देहा बट दिस देह इज belongs to that atma means atma is identified with the deha but this deha is antavanta it doesn't remain constant that is the very nature of this deha is like a person who is dancing so the person is constantly moving that movement itself is the part of that dance you cannot stand still and say i am dancing hmm similarly the very nature of this body is to constantly dance constantly change and then ultimately antavanta it comes to an end as a particular shape see the whole there are again the millions of atoms or millions of these are brought together in a particular shape for a particular function and it exists in that 
constantly changing also, but one fine day it totally collapses and get uh, dismantled or disintegrated and same material goes to make somebody else's body. So it goes on. So antavanta ime dehaha nityasya ukta sharirinaha. Whose deha? This shariri. This atma is also called shariri because it occupies this body. It identifies with this body. Therefore, it is called shariri. Sharir means this body. Sharir means that which gets decayed and changed. Literally, that is the meaning of that word sharir. So this sharirinaha, who is nityaha, is this body is I mean, destructible. Anashinaha, this Atma is Anashi. Anashinaha, again, indestructible. And Aprameya. This is a beautiful word. Atma is Aprameya. This is a technical word. Prameya. Prameya means that which can be known through Praman. Praman means means of knowledge. Whatever one knows in this world, we know it through some means of knowledge. So I am the knower and I use the means of knowledge and to know objects. For example, I see a beautiful form, beautiful color. That can be seen only if I use my eyes. So eyes becomes the means of knowledge. I am the knower and that flower or that form is the prameya, that which is known, hmm, that which is known. So, pramata, praman and prameya, that which is known. So, here Bhagavan says that atma is aprameya, cannot be known by any means of knowledge. Now, this is a very disturbing sort of statement. If atma cannot be known by any means of knowledge, then what are we doing? And it is said the scriptures are great means of knowledge. But here Bhagavan says, Aprameya, it cannot be known. See, our great rishis have done so much research and they have found out how we know what we know also. See, every minute detail is being I mean, being thought about and they have revealed the truth. How we know what we know. They have come up with some six means of knowledge. That we know things using the six means of knowledge. I won't go into too much technical details, but just briefly. One is the senses, the Pratyaksha Praman it is called. Pratyaksha Praman, Anuman Praman, Upamanam, Shabda Praman, Arthapatti, and unupalabdhi. These are the technical words. So we know things through our senses. We know things through inference. We may not see the thing directly, but we can infer. Like we see the smoke, we can infer the fire. So through inference we know. Then we know things through comparison. We go from here to the mass and then we see some, um, uh, some minerals there. Then we compare it with the, what we know on earth and then we know, oh, it must be this only. Through comparison, we know. Then we know things through arthapatti. Arthapatti means studying the effect, we infer the cause. 
studying the effect, we understand the cause. So that is also another means. Like we wake up in the morning and we see the whole place uh, flooded with water or lot of water. Then we infer that it must have rained. Hmm. So this is another type of inference where cause and effect is there. In the first type of inference, there might not be cause and effect relationship. Like suppose you have come to the class and you have removed the chapel outside. Somebody may look at it and say, ah, Sharma ji aage class mein. Aapko kaise pata? I saw his chappals. But the chappals are not the effect of Sharma ji. Some might, somebody might have stolen it or whatever. So, that is a different type of inference. Then, unopalabdhi. By, for example, they go to some planet, they come to know that there are no life form. Then they get the knowledge that there is no life. It is called unavailability. By knowing that nothing is there, they know that nothing is there. But the final praman, which is considered very important, is Shabda praman, the words of the scriptures, the words of a realized master. When here all these scriptures are Shabda praman, how do we know the Atma is of this nature? Because those who have recognized, those who have realized it, they are telling. Their words are the praman. We cannot see it, we cannot infer it, we cannot compare it, but only by the words of these realized masters we come to know that yes, Atma is of this nature. But here Bhagavan says that even this Shabda Praman is not to gain the knowledge of the self, but it is meant to remove the misunderstanding of the self. This is a very important point. Through the study of the scriptures, all our misunderstanding about myself that I am, I think I am the body, I think I will, I am born, I will die, I think I am limited, all this misunderstanding go away and the self reveals itself. There is nobody who doesn't know his own self. The first thing which we know is that I exist. So that I, the existence of I, is known by everyone. So there is no need for any praman to know my own existence. But who am I is not very clear. So that is clarified through the scriptures. Misunderstanding is eliminated. To give an example, famous example, let us say the rope and the snake. The rope is lying on the ground and I look at it and I feel that there is a snake. So I know there is something, but I feel, uh, I mean, I don't see the rope, but I see the snake. So I have the knowledge that there is, that isness knowledge is there, but I superimpose the idea of rope on it, I mean the snake on it. But when the light is clear, and I see the uh, the snow, uh, snake disappears, then the rope is seen clearly. Rope shines forth clearly. Similarly, by studying the scriptures, all our false notion about ourselves falls down. And in the state of Turiya, in the state of meditation, all our false identification with the body, with the mind, with our personality, it falls off. And when it falls off, my real nature shines forth by itself. 
I to to know myself is to be myself. Other than me, everything I know it as an object. But the self cannot be known as an object. You can be the self. You cannot know the self. Therefore, this term apramaya is very interesting. So anashinah apramayasya of this apramaya of this anashi of this shariri atma. The deha is destructible, but atma is undestructible. Therefore, he Arjuna, tasmat yudhyasva. Therefore, he Arjuna, you fight. Now, your fight is not a order given to every one of us who study Bhagavad Gita. Therefore, now fight. <laughs> Then it will be totally uh, strange thing. So here Arjuna was confused regarding his duties because of his misunderstanding about the nature of the self that Bhagwan removes and he says that you don't have to have this misunderstanding. You you are a Kshatriya and your duty is to fight, so you fight. You perform your duties. You perform your duties. In that process, if somebody dies or something happens, that is part of that process of duty only. So, here for Arjuna it is fight for all of us, whatever duties we have, we continue doing it till we, our mind becomes absolutely pure and we gain the, all the misunderstanding gets removed and we gain the realization of our own self. So, tasmat yudhyasva bharata. Okay, so this is very good. But there was one more problem or one more disturbance or disturbing thought which was there in Arjuna was that, that he felt that he is the doer of this action. He will be killing them or they will be killing me. So, he thought that I am the doer of this action. So Bhagwan clarifies this point here, it's also very important, wherein he says the Atma, the pure self, is not a doer. He says, Ya enam vetti hantaram Yaschenam manyate hatam Obhautau navijanitaha Nayam hantina hanyate Yae nam vetti hantaram Uh, Bhagavan says, he who, whoever that person may be, enam atmanam, this self, vetti hantaram, thinks or feels or assumes that this self is the one who will kill, is the killer or the slayer. The self is the slayer. Or, yahacha enam manyante hatam. Or, a person feels that self is the one which will get killed. Means, when Arjuna shoots the arrow, if he feels that I am killing the self, 
and if the he is being hit by the arrow and he feels that i am dying the self is dying then both this understanding is not true is not proper because as it was said earlier the self is eternal the body undergoes change the body may fall down dead you can say the body undergoes all this uh, effect but the atma is neither the doer of action nor the enjoyer of the fruit of action in that pure self there is no sense of doership or there is no sense of enjoyership it is merely it gives presence in its presence all this play all this drama of this world happens these are very serious and very deep sublime truth which might not be obviously uh, acceptable in one go but slowly and steadily it will become more clear it's like on a screen again that example of a screen the movie is going on and in that movie the hero is there and the villain is there they are fighting so when the hero is hitting the uh, villain that screen is not hitting the villain and when the villain is getting hit again the screen is not getting hit the screen remains untouched by the hitting and dancing and jumping and whatever is happening in the movie similarly the atma is neither the doer of action nor the enjoyer of the action the question about then who is acting and how actions are happening that will become when we come to the question of karma yoga huh? everything will be in all the questions see when you listen to bhagavad gita lot of questions will be generated maybe one day i am thinking maybe in the next session when we are having the yajna after concluding this second chapter we might have we can have a question answer session so all the questions which might come in your mind you just note it down hmm many of this question will get answered as you listen but if some questions remain then in the next session one day we will keep only four questions and answer so i will reply to all those questions but now you just listen and if question is there note it down so here the uh the 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 point which is revealed here is atma the pure self is not the doer it is mere pure existence like a space space doesn't do anything but in space everything happens so if everything is happening in space then and there must be there is some other mechanism which makes those everything happen space is not acting space is just giving its its space it is just giving it existence to that those objects like there is movement of the sun the moon the planets and all it is happening in space but space is not making them move similarly everything is happening in that self but self itself is not the doer the doing happens at the level of the body the doing happens at the level of the mind the doing happens because of the gunas we'll discuss in detail later in the other chapters but the self is not the doer our gurudev used to give example of the petrol which is there in the car 
because of the petrol the car moves but whether the car goes to the right place or it meets with an accident or goes to a wrong place the petrol is not responsible petrol is not doing it the driver who is there little crazy he takes it here and there petrol is not crazy similarly the atma in a bad person outwardly the personality bad same atma is there good person same atma is there it is not doing anything it is not experiencing anything so ya enam vetti hantaram he who thinks that i am slaying someone and yashchainam manyate hatam and he who thinks that i have been slain ubhav tauna vijanitah both of them do not know the nature of the self both of them do not know the the real nature of their self which is untouched by all actions there is a very beautiful story in one of the puranas that once uh, agastya rishi he comes near vrindavan so all these gopis came to know that he has come a great saint so let us uh, go and offer him agastya rishi or i think uh, durvasa rishi so offer him some food and all bhiksha so they go there but uh, they had to cross the river and it was in flood so they did not know how to cross so that time narad ji comes there and they say how can we cross so he says you just pray that if bhagwan krishna is always a bachelor he is never married in his ever then please give way and that time bhagwan krishna was married and all those things so they looked at him surprised like ki what happened to this narad ji what type of prayer he is telling us but he says but they had faith in him so they prayed that if lord krishna is ever a brahmachari then please give way and a strange thing happened the river parted and it gave way and they crossed the river and there they gave food to uh, durvasa rishi he had nice meal but again when they wanted to go back the whole river was again in flood so again they were in a dilemma so narad ji came and this time narad ji said you pray that this durvasa rishi has never eaten anything in his life that he is always non eater then you part he said abhi abhi to mang mang ke aur kha liya unhone how can we say like but so then they pray and again the river parted and gave durvasa rishi essentially is that atma only who has identified with his self that self never eats krishna bhagwan essentially is that atma which is untouched by anything it is asangaha this marriage and all is not for that atma it is at the level of the body level of the mind but atma remains untouched so he who says that atma is doing something and it is being done on the self both of them do not know see this word atma is being misunderstood in our country a lot anything happens we talk about this atma everyone talk and uh, even they identify atma with the bhut pret ek to uski atma bhatakti hai isi isi bhatakti atma 
फटकती आत्मा लटकती आत्मा सटकती आत्मा डिफरेंट वो उपन्यास पहले जमाने में होते थे पीपल इज टू रीड डिटेन गेट्स टू गेट्स कैड लाइफ सो आत्मा वन पीपल मिसअंडरस्टैंडिंग आत्मा मीन्स सम घोष्ट अनदर वी हैव मिस अंडरस्टैंड आत्मा मीन्स इट इज सम सॉर्ट ऑफ ऑब्जेक्ट और सम थिंग विच इज एग्जिस्टिंग समवेयर इन अवर बॉडी मे बी समवेयर बिटवीन द आईब्रोज मे बी इन द हार्ट मे बी इन द स्टमक मे बी इन द किडनी मे बी इन द समवेयर सो वी फील दैट इट इज सम ऑब्जेक्ट और समथिंग शाइनिंग मटेरियल और समथिंग विच इज एग्जिस्टिंग समवेयर सो मेनी पीपल वेन दे आस्क द डॉक्टर्स ऑल्सो मे बी कि आप जब ओपन करते कुछ आत्मा भी मिली क्या आपको आत्मा तो नहीं मिली बट अपेंडिक्स मिल गया सो देट इज अनदर मिस अंडरस्टैंडिंग देन वी हैव अ मिस अंडरस्टैंडिंग दैट ओके इट इज समथिंग विच इज इनविजिबल एंड ऑल बट इट ऑक्युपाइज दिस बॉडी एंड देन वेन अ पर्सन डाइज इट गोज लाइक एंड गोज इन टू समवेयर एल्स एंड वी इन द मूवीज ऑल्सो वी फाइंड समथिंग कमिंग आउट एंड एन एंड गोइंग and going into some other person and all so it is not some because if it is all pervading then it is not something which moves in space even space exists in that self it is not a part in space it is not like a object in space that it goes out from here and moves somewhere else no so lot of misunderstanding is there about this atma we identify the nature of the body the mind and all those things superimpose those ideas on the self so all this misunderstanding is eliminated should be eliminated through the study of the scriptures so bhagwan says ya enam vetti hantaram one who feels that i am the doer of action i the self is the doer of action and action is being done on me then both this ideas both this people who thinks like this uh, they do not know the self ubhav tau na vijanitaha because na ayam hanti na hanyate this atma is neither it kills nor is it killed it is neither it neither slays nor does it get slayed it remains untouched in all circumstances so that is the main thing which one has to realize if that is true then what exactly is the the nature of this self see many times the atma is indicated using uh, a negative language negative language means the language of negation not this not this not this but what exactly it is what are its positive qualities and a very फेमस एंड वेरी ब्यूटिफुल श्लोका इज देर वेर भगवान रिवील्स द नेचर बोथ यूजिंग द पॉजिटिव एज वेल एज नेगेटिव दिस लैंग्वेज मीन्स लैंग्वेज ऑफ एसर्शन एंड नेगेशन ही रिवील्स न जायते मृयते वा कदाचिद नायम भूतवा भविता वा न भूय अजो निश्वत पुराण न हन्यते हन्यमाने शरीरे 
न जायते म्रियते वा कदाचिद नायं भूत्वा भविता वान भूयः अजो नित्यशाश्वतो यम पुराण न हन्यते हन्यमाने शरीरे हा व्हाट इज दिस आत्मा न जायते इट इज दैट व्हिच इज नॉट बोर्न आत्मा इज नॉट बोर्न न म्रियते इट डजंट डाय वा कदाचित एवर न अयम भूतवा भवितावान भूयः ऑल्सो आत्मा नॉट हैविंग बिकम अगेन बिकम्स मींस हियर द पुनर्जन्म ऑफ दैट आत्मा इज डिनाइड वी विल टॉक अबाउट व्हाट एग्जैक्टली पुनर्जन्म एंड ऑल बट आत्मा डजंट अंडरगो पुनर्जन्म दैट इट इज बोर्न देन अगेन इट डाइज एंड अगेन इट इज बोर्न that also is denied na ayam bhutva having become bhavita va na bhuyah again it uh, dies and then again takes another birth that is also denied for the atma therefore it is ajah ajah means unborn nityah eternal shashvatah unchanging puranah एंशियंट एट न्यू ऑल द टाइम पुरा अपी नवम दो इट इज वेरी एंशियंट एंशियंट मीन्स इट इट एक्जिस्टेड इन पास्ट बट स्टिल इट इज ऑलवेज न्यू न हन्यते हन्य माने शरीर इट डजेंट गेट डिस्ट्रॉयड इवन वेन द बॉडी इज डिस्ट्रॉयड द आत्मा इज नॉट डिस्ट्रॉयड आई एम नॉट डिस्ट्रॉयड इवन वेन द बॉडी गेट्स totally destroyed so here all the modifications which obviously are there in any object of this world is denied in that self for example this body passes through six modification not only body but all the objects of this world passes through six modification and all these six modifications are denied in that self they are asti the technical words na huh? asti jayate vartate viparinamate apakshiyate and vinashyati for example this our physical body asti asti means before it is born it exists it exists is the material which goes to make my body is there it is there in the father's body it is there in the mother's body the material is in this world only when the material is there in the father's body mother's body there is no i who is identified with it ne you don't uh, the father mother doesn't feel that there is somebody existing in my body i don't know when he will come out nothing like that so the body is there with all the blood and all those uh, essence of the body and all and that material which will go to make the future body of the child it exists in the father it exists in the mother but there is no identification then they come together and slowly the fetus grows in the mother's womb so it grows there and it exists there 
and then the child is born and that child uh, is called jayate is born means a particular shape of all this material takes place and the child is born then vardhate slowly the child grows the body grows vardhate then it undergoes modification viparinamate it undergoes modification it grows becomes big large small tall and then apakshiyate it slowly start decaying and vinashyati and one day it falls down dead that is the the modification which happens with all the bodies and many of the objects of this world like for example this watch which is made the material which has gone to make this watch was there it has come from that which already existed in some other form maybe then it was brought together in this particular form that is called its birth then it keeps on modifying as it changes it becomes a little bad this that and it keeps modifying it start decaying and ultimately it perishes so this changes happen in all the objects of this world these changes are denied in the self self is not which is like a material which existed and then it comes into being and then it grows or it changes and it dies all this modification is denied in the self it is neither born nor does it die so in between modification is also not there it neither uh, comes into being and then takes birth again and again that again and again birth is for the mind for the intellect for the for that personality which is made up of the mind and intellect that we will also discuss further but the atma is not born again it is that concept of taking birth and dying and again being born is not there for the self it is ajah unborn nitya eternal shashvatah unchanging puranah pura api navam though ancient it's always new the sense of i is always fresh you don't remember i but you experience that i your own presence your own existence is experience fresh yeah? you may remember oh i went there and this and that the body is experience have been gone here and there but the experience of that self is ever fresh ever new and ever present there is a certain glow to that presence so it is puranah na hanyate hanyamane sharire even when the body get destroyed the atma remains unchanged indestructible so thus with so many verses bhagwan first reveals the nature of the self as i said there are four topics first arjuna's delusion and then his surrender to bhagwan then bhagwan reveals the nature of the self then he gives us the path by which we can from karma we can reach the state of enlightenment that is also revealed in the fifth this second chapter and finally the characteristics of a realized master is revealed we'll see other shlokas tomorrow
ಪೂರ್ಣಮದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓ